Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tip of the Cap podcast. I am your host, Derek Joswiak, a.k.a. Coach Jaws, and I am here dropping a little uh, mid-quarantine episode. I'm going to be looking to do more of these um, as we go. Anybody who wants to come on and join me, let me know, reach out. Uh, you can find me Twitter, Facebook, um, all over the place, really. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably follow at least one of my Twitter accounts. And, uh, you know, from there, we'll uh, we'll get something set up. Let me know any kind of topics you want to talk about, anything you want to get after. That being said, before I dive too deep, uh, as always, Tip of the Cap is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Uh, you go to www.stingerwoodbats.com, check out all their cool gear, anything you want and need from stock bats to custom bats, custom um, fielding gloves, batting gloves, stock batting gloves, training aids, apparel, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, they can set up team stores for for you. The uh, you know Lancaster Baseball has used their store a few times now <clears throat> this year alone, and we will be using them in the future for all of our team gear needs. Uh, they also do custom jersey creation, not just for baseball and softball, but for any sport you could possibly need. Um, outside of that, if you check out their Instagram, they have some really cool stuff going on with their new, just some new stuff that they're doing with their custom bats. Um, you know, using a flame to kind of help decorate and make the bats look cool. And I can tell you that I will be having my boy Brandon over there at Stinger make me a bat or two for this upcoming season to, uh, you know, kind of keep, kind of keep a cool look going. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of gear that looks good and, you know, it's kind of, kind of my game there. So that fits right up my alley. I would suggest going to check it out for all you guys who are going to be swinging metal in the upcoming season. I recommend going and checking out their brand new BB core bat called the nuke i mean it's got a cool name it's a cool looking bat everything i've seen and heard about it and this isn't just me doing a plug i've everything i've seen and heard is this thing hits like a 450 500 bat and costs you somewhere in the mid 200s price wise you know um stinger loves to do the quality stuff for reasonable prices and i believe they hold true on all of their products. That being said, this episode, despite being a mid-quarantine conversation, uh, it is a solo episode, and it's not going to be about coronavirus. I know we're all tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing it. Um, you know, do do the world a favor. Stay home. Um, don't go doing things and going places. Don't go meet up in large groups to do God knows what. You know, um, I know from personal experience that they're not overly zealously testing people, even if they do present symptoms. So you, and you may not even be presenting symptoms, but may have come in contact with it some way, shape or form, or somebody that you know may have next thing you know, you're carrying it and it's just bad news. So if you've been ordered to stay home, stay home, um, you know, find ways to <clears throat> cope with that and go from there. That being said, uh, I want to express my overall sadness for all the things that are either postponed or canceled 
Um, first and foremost, all of the winter sports championships in high school being canceled. You know, I know at the start of the high school season, we dealt with a little bit of the overlap there of Lancaster's varsity basketball team winning section six and training for the far west regional through our week of tryouts and i can also tell you that winning a sectional championship and playing at the playing for the next round is something that some kids will ever only dream of so the fact that that was not able to get done is incredibly heartbreaking um i believe as of this morning they've officially said they're not going to reschedule any of that just because there's not going to be it doesn't seem like there's going to be any kind of like the time or place to do so. Um, that being said, I've also seen um, reports earlier this week that Cooperstown Dreams Park has canceled their entire summer, which, in my opinion, feels like that was a little too fast for the entire summer to get crushed. This morning, I saw All Star Village in Cooperstown release a notice that they're going to make the decision four weeks prior to every tournament um, based on what that particular tournament is going to do. So if your tournament is four weeks away, they will notify you if you are on or canceled. This way they can keep people hopeful, make it seem, you know, they're they're trying to get some of their summer in. You know, I know that there are people who depend on this, you know, uh, depend on the facility itself for a job internship stuff like that you know and it, but it's about the kids it's about giving these kids hope that their 12u year they will have the opportunity to compete at cooperstown which a lot of kids i mean i've i've coached two different teams that have went there i've coached hundreds of kids that have have played there over the years and every single one of them will tell you that that is one of their favorite parts of their youth baseball career was that week spending the time in the bunkhouse with the boys all baseball all day in what I consider to be one of its purest forms of, you know, the parents show up, they watch, they leave. Um, you know, they, it's, it's about being with your team and your teammates and your coaches and just having fun with your team and living that dream. Um, I believe it's one of the purest forms of baseball at a young age of just going out and living the game for a week. And I think All-Star Village is taking a great approach with giving some of these kids hope. You know, obviously the teams that are going earlier in the year are probably a little bit more worried, but, you know, hopefully some of the reports are true that this, you know, the possible cures, vaccines, whatever may be the case, start kicking in and we can, you know, sooner rather than later get back to a normal lifestyle. And if not, you know, hopefully the reports on <clears throat> the, uh, the virus itself not liking warm and humid weather helps us kind of kick this thing in the ass a little bit too. That being said, everything else that's been canceled, I know, you know, I was really enjoying the XFL season, uh, a little bit extra football in there. Baseball was starting to ramp up. It was fun as all hell to sit there and watch some of these spring training games where guys were mic'd up for an entire entire game, which I don't know about you guys, but give me more of that. Um, give me more of that stuff. You want You want to keep people engaged in the game of baseball at a professional level? There's a lot of things that we can do. One of them is give me players mic'd up 24-7. Give me a guy talking to himself through an at-bat live on TV. Um, you know, give me give me all of those types of things. Uh, give me the funny interactions, the funny banter between guys. Give me, you know, little itty-bitty tidbits of 
pitcher catcher talk. You know, I, I don't want to hear the stuff that's potentially important for, hey, we're going to go here, we're going to go there. I don't want to hear, you know, things that could potentially lead to another sign stealing scandal, whatever it may be. But like, give me more of players talking in and around live action and talking in the dugout with each other because that stuff was fantastic and I was all about it. And then you don't have to listen to boring announcers that, you know, some of which don't even really know the game talking about how, you know, when they played in beer league, when they're not, you know, when they're not on the road traveling and broadcasting that they can, you know, dream of hitting a ball that far, whatever they talk about. You know, half the time I tone the announcers out just to watch the game. But, uh, you know, give me more of that stuff. I was I was really amped up on all that. You know, I'm not a huge NBA guy or basketball guy, but I do enjoy March Madness from time to time. Having all these things taken from our lives has really kind of put a damper on things, and I know a lot of people are getting very, very antsy, very cabin feverish without these things in their lives. So I hope everyone is doing okay. I hope everyone is surviving this because i think that at this point is where we're at is just survive what's going on and hope it gets better day by day um make sure you check on your friends and your family check in with people you know there are a lot of people who who bank on things like gyms like sports um other things people people are out of jobs right now make sure you're checking in on your friends your family the people you care about these are trying times and one of the best things we can do is be there for each other as just a voice of reason or someone to talk to and maybe help, you know, you, you might be the guy or the girl that helps somebody through a hard time that makes them not make a bad choice. So just be there for each other, be there, be good with each other when we're without all of these things that, you know, we take for granted, I believe. Um, that being said, I've seen some fun, interesting ways of beating the boredom of being quarantined. I can tell you for a little selfish plug here, um, me and the boys from my other podcast, Hats, Tats, and Stats, are running a movie, sports movie challenge. If you check us out at Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you can vote on what you believe to be the greatest sports movie ever made. We are doing it March Madness style, full bracket, Broke down from a was a forty eight team field. Now we're down to our thirty two after the first round. There were sixteen teams that got a play or they got a buy. Thirty two teams played in, so now we're at thirty two left. And we just started the first round. Voting is up on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page. There are a lot of things going on like that that people are doing. If you are looking for a workout. I know a lot of gyms are offering free live workouts on Facebook. I can tell you, and this is you know a little plug for <clears throat> my girlfriend and her, the business that she's working for, Formula Three Fitness. Every day at 10 a.m., they go live on Facebook and do a workout that you can follow along to. And if you have your own heart rate monitor, or you don't. Whatever it may be, they offer it up. To anybody who can wants to jump on Facebook and watch, I know a lot of other gyms are doing similar things. Some of them have created private pages for so that's just for members. Others are not so selfish and are doing it just free live Facebook. I know people are doing it on Instagram as well. 
there are different challenges going on right now across social media, push-up challenges, things like that. There are ways to stay active, to stay busy, and to beat the boredom. I also highly recommend going back and watching movies that you haven't seen in a long time. Spending time with your, you know, with your family, things I think that kind of kind of go by the wayside in a busy society that we're living in these days, where people are just go 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 go. And I know that I'm in that boat a lot myself, and it has been nice to kind of sit back and spend some quality time at home and watch a few shows or movies that we've always said we were going to watch or wanted to watch and never really got to, but finally have had the opportunity to do so, do so and see the silver lining, the blessing in disguise that, you know, there, there's always, always good in things that happen, even in the darkest of hours. So other things that I've seen guys are creating, I know, um, coaches are creating different ways for their teams in hopes that the spring sports season takes off at some point. They're creating ways for their guys to stay active and stay ready. Um, it is incredibly difficult to police that just because you can't make people do things. Although I do know for any players that are listening, any parents that listen who have a player, if your athlete, son or daughter, is sitting at home doing nothing, logging hours and hours and hours on Call of Duty, Fortnite, whatever it may be, just know that if they are going to college next year, they are going to have a rude awakening because I can tell you that there are college kids all over the country that are now getting an extra year of eligibility that are finding ways to work. They're finding ways to hone their skills. They're not just sitting around. They're hungry because they lost something this year that if you'd have told anybody even two months ago that there was going to be no NCAA spring sports, the world would have told you you were insane. These kids lost something that matters to them. So if you're a spring athlete that, or an athlete as a whole that's sitting around not working, not finding a way to lift, not finding a way to run, not finding a way to get work in, you're going to be left behind because these guys that had their seasons cut short are coming back and they're coming back hungry. Um, you know, so just a little fair warning there and, you know, hope uh, fingers crossed that we do have a spring sports season here and you don't want to show up looking like you just rolled off the couch for a month or two. Um, you know, it takes a long time to build and grow. It takes a fraction of that to lose it. You know, guys that have gone through an entire off season workout program that sit around for two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, whatever this may be. And even if there is no spring sports season going into your summer, you know, for a lot of guys, for your juniors, this is a big recruiting year for baseball, you know, your junior year where you're going to get seen by people. You don't want to roll out mid-summer looking like you just competed in the potato chip 500. So make sure that you're out there. There's ways. There are, there are ways to do things. There are ways to stay active. If anybody out there is looking for something, uh, looking for a way to stay active, looking for a way to stay involved, message me, call me, text me, email me, whatever you got to do. I will be happy to, to build a, uh, an at-home workout routine for you. Uh, I lovingly call them prison workouts or inmate workouts, you know, finding different ways to 
I don't care. Put put a stack of books in a pillowcase and do some curls. Figure something out. Not having equipment is not an excuse. Make sure you stay ready. Make sure you stay sharp because if you're not, someone else is, and they're going to be ready and willing to take your place. Um, also, anybody wants any kind of evaluation, if you find a way to pitch or throw or hit with a, a, a parent, a, a, a teammate, a brother, a sister, whoever it may be, and you want some evaluation, shoot shoot me a message, send me the video. I'll be happy to, to go through it and work with you a little bit virtually. And I, I, I know that there are a lot of guys out there that are, that are doing this too. And, you know, this is something that in the, in, in the day, in this day and age, it is easy enough to do it remotely. And I'll tell you what, with, with where we are in the world right now, if anybody's charging for that service, they're out of their mind. Um, it, it, I know people need to pay bills. A lot of people are in dire straits with that, but charging a high school kid, who's missing out on six days a week of practice plus whatever they're doing outside of that for, you know, hey, can you take a look at this? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? If you're charging for it, you're wrong, and that's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. So, um, you know, just make sure everyone is staying ready, and, you know, hopefully we get a spring sports season off the ground at some point. And, you know, I hope we do because I'm. I've been looking forward to it for a long time, and I myself am feeling a little bit lost. If you couldn't tell. So, that being said, um, I'm going to transition here. You guys hear me say almost every episode that I do that if I were to rename this podcast ever, I would call it "Telling Stories," and that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to tell a story, one of my favorite stories from my coaching career, and it is from years ago when I was a summer travel coach. Uh, I believe this may have even been the fall prior to taking on the assistant coaching job at Lancaster. So this is uh, this is stemming off a tweet I sent the other day that I tagged the Western New York umpires in, and I am actually a little upset that very few people took a took part in. And I I I, I heard a couple guys, you know, I had a couple private messages saying, "Hey, I I can't put this on Twitter, or I can't put this on social media, or I don't want to." put it out there because there are, I don't want to be targeted if I use this in the future, stuff like that. I get that. But uh, I hope the, you know, the, the guys that I know over at West New York Umpire Association are, you know, they're all, they're all good guys. They're all, you know, for the most part, they're all good guys. They're all pretty level-headed and they like to talk, joke and laugh. And, you know, I've, I've gotten into it with guys that I've went and, you know, shared a pop with, you know, later that day. And we talk and laugh about things that happen on the field. So, you know, I, I don't think that that would be the case. I hope that's not why people um, didn't partake in that. And I'm hoping to see more more involvement coming up after this. But uh, so my story takes place in Connecticut during a fall tournament. And during the fall, during the summer, I was coaching for Team New Era at the time. And in the summer, I was the head coach, and I I ran the show. In the fall, my assistant Jeff would take over as the head coach of the fall team, and it was kind of like a fun little baseball vacation for me. I got to be there. I got to be part of it, um, but I didn't have to do a ton. It was a way for me to stay in the game, be part of it, be part of the team, but kind of give my brain a break while still doing something I enjoy. And 
Uh, I believe that was where I first started calling pitches was in that in that realm of the fall team. And <laughs> we're in this tournament in Connecticut, and we win our first game in a tight one. We show up for game two, and it was a two-game round robin. And the team that we're playing is finishing their first game. And the game ends on a close play at the plate that went against the team we're about to play. And the team that is down done with their second game was all over the umpires for an entire game. And this play at the plate, there was just an eruption. Coaches going nuts, fans going nuts, people yelling, shouting, screaming at umpires. We've all seen it. And the umpires are now doing our next game against one of these two teams and us. And the instead of going to their cars, switching places, cooling off, and then coming back to start, they said, they looked at us, said, we're not changing spots. Get your kids ready and warmed up. We're going as soon as you guys are ready. So these guys stay at the field. We get our teams warmed up. We're out there. We're playing. And throughout the game, after every inning, we see the umpires talking to one of the coaches of the other team. And our first base coach at the time um, comes back between innings and goes, you know, the umpires are over there talking to that coach about the poker game they played last night. And normally I'm not one to claim home job. I'm not one to say, oh, you're a bigger fan of that team than this team. But when calls are not going fantastically for a team and you hear the two umpires talking to the other coach about smoking smoking cigars sipping on cocktails and you know playing poker you know the poker game that they were playing the night before it makes you start to wonder and as the game progressed the calls swayed even harder and harder and harder and the first step we did was we walked over to the field marshal who was over there and we said hey man listen umpires are talking to the other coach between games about a poker game last night. Like I get it. Like I know 90% of the umpires that we end up having throughout the year. And there's times we talk about stuff that's not necessarily in game related either before or after, but very rarely does it happen mid inning. Um, and said, so, you know, just, it doesn't really seem overly professional. And the field marshal replied, yeah, especially with how bad they're kind of, sticking it to you guys. So he went over and talked to the umpires. The umpires said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? We're not doing that. He said, listen, I've seen it. You know, their coach overheard the conversation. Just don't talk to the coaches between innings. Keep it professional and just call the game. We are now at a point where these umpires won't acknowledge either coach for any reason. And there was a point where our coach went to the head, the guy who was the head coach, Jeff, went to talk to one of our pitchers, called timeout, and they wouldn't call time, so he just walked onto the field to, to do a mound visit. And it it got so bad that we ended up looking at one of our um, one of our players at the plate, and there was a curveball that hit just behind home plate. Catcher had to had to block it, and the umpire called it a strike. And he got your traditional "Come on, blue!" You know, we've all said it, we've all done it. We've all heard it. And as our, you know, as our kid steps back in the plate, he like stops for a split second and looks back at the umpire with this perplexed look on his face, shakes his head, 
comes set, looks over at the looks at the pitcher, and this kid pumps an eye level fastball that the umpire, without hesitation, rings the kid up on. We're going nuts, as any coach would. And the kid gets back to the bench, and I say, I look at the kid, I go, Johnny, out of curiosity, what did the umpire say to you? And he looked at us and he said, well, he said, if your coaches don't stop, this game's going to get pretty ugly. Then something else was said. And he goes, well, here comes strike three. And that's when I looked back at him. And then he rung me up at a pitch of my eyes. And I walked over, talked to the field marshal again. He's like, I've already taught, he goes, I've already called the tournament commissioner to let him know what's going on because I can see this getting ugly. It is now the, I would say the bottom of the fifth at this point, and we're in the field defensively, and it's like a one or two run game. There's runners on, a runner on first, kid hits a, a one a hot shot, one hopper to my third baseman, kid picks it, throws the ball to second base, second baseman takes it, steps back, goes to throw, and on the exchange, the ball pops out of his glove. And lo and behold, safe at second. I look at the head coach, Jeff, who is my assistant in the summer. I said, have we had enough of this yet? I said, you're the head coach, so I'll, I'll take the fall for it. So he goes, you sure? You know, this you, you work for the company. I said, I got this. He goes, all right, go get some. So I walked out there. I tried calling time. Stopped. Called time again. The, um, the plate umpire is completely ignoring me. And at this point, I figure, well, he's not going to let him play with me standing on the field. So I walk out there. And I look at the umpire and I say, Blue, how is that kid not out at second base? Your second baseman never caught the ball. I said, Blue, he caught the ball, took a step back and was trying to make the exchange. And the ball popped out. And he said he never tried to put his hands together. I go, all right, so... My th- Let me get this straight. Runner on first. My third baseman fields the ball clean. Yes. Throws the ball to second base. Yes. Kid catches it and is standing on second base. Yes. So he's out. No. But he caught it and he was on second base. Yes. Before the runner got there. Yes. So he's out. No. All right. So despite the fact that my second baseman caught the ball, and was on second base, possessing the ball and the bag at the same time. How Can you please explain to me how that doesn't constitute an out? He said, because he dropped the ball. I said, but he caught it, yes, and he was on second base, yes. So he's out, no. This went back and forth for a good five minutes. I'm going to spare you the time on that one. And I said, okay, so how do you catch a ball, touch a base on a force out, and not get an out at second base in this instance. And the guy goes, because he never tried to make a transfer. I said, okay, so you're telling me that he caught the ball, possessed second base, the runner's not out, but he should be out, but he's not out. This kid then takes a step back and because and somehow dropped the ball without moving his hands toward each other. And the guy said, yes. I go, so now I'm standing there with my hands up as if I'm a, a football referee calling for a field goal 
saying, so he, so you're telling me he had to have caught the ball like this, because if he caught the ball with his thumbs together like he always like the, he always does, that would have been the the glove closing around the ball would have been his hands moving toward each other. So the kid caught the ball like this, hands up like a, a football referee calling for a field calling for a good field goal or a touchdown, stepped backwards, didn't move his hands together and dropped the ball, and the guy went. Yes. I go, Blue, there's one problem with that. If that's what you're telling me he did, how did the ball end up over there? He goes, I don't know. It just did. And I go, see, that doesn't just defy the rules of the game. That actually defies the laws of physics. So somehow you have found a way to supersede science in your just garbage game that you're having. At this point, I was warned to watch my mouth and to be careful what I said because I was going to get tossed. Now, big shout out to a former coach of mine, Chuck Rigetti, who taught me the art of getting thrown out of a game. And that art is that you say enough to get thrown out and then you go get some. So at this point, I looked at the guy and this is about an eight minute conversation. If you couldn't tell by the seven minutes, it's told me to tell you the story. And I looked at the guy and I said, okay, then I have one last question for you. And he goes, Sure, coach, what's that? I said, what explicitive game are you watching? Because this is absolute trash. At which point he turned to me and said, that's it, you're gone. I looked at him and said, you know what? That's probably the best call you've made all day. And it's about time because this conversation has been about eight minutes too long. And at this point, I went off on him basically saying something along the lines of how these two umpires have been so bad and been doing such a bad home job that they have taken all of the hard work and dedication, the blood, sweat, and tears that both teams have put into an entire summer of play and thrown it completely out the window by making this game 100% about them. This is another four-minute tirade. Give or take, this is a 12-minute event at this point. And I go to finish it by saying, I just want you to know that He's a joke, and I point to the home plate umpire who I've covered at this point in my tirade, and you're a joke. Pointed him and go to walk off the field. And at this point, I'm good. I've I've had enough. I've said my piece, and I'm leaving. And this guy makes the mistake of replying with two words, I know. At which point, I slam on the brakes. I turn around. I look at him, and I said, good. I'm glad you're aware that you suck. And I turn, turn around and walk off the field. I then proceed to get chased off this field by an umpire who is up one, you know, going off. Couldn't even tell you what he's saying other than spewing some stuff about Connecticut High School Federation rules and how coaches who don't know Feder- Connecticut Federation rules shouldn't be allowed to coach in Connecticut when tournaments are being governed under those rules and all this other stuff, at which point the field marshal steps in, tells the guy to go back in the field and finish the game. I go to the parking lot where I'm leaning on the truck that we drove there in. The fun part of this story is as the field marshal's walking off after the game, we ended up losing a one-run game, another tight play at the plate to end it. And as we're walking off, the... Field marshal walks up, and I, I said to him, listen, I'm really sorry about that. Like, that is not how we roll. That's not our style. We don't get ejected as coaches. I'm going to have to explain this to my boss, Rich, when I get home. 
and hope that he at least to some level understands and I, that I don't, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I don't lose my job over this because that was, at the time, that was the rule. You get tossed, you lose your job because that's just not a thing we do. And lo and behold, he said, don't worry about it. I'm surprised it took you that long. I've already talked to the head tournament commissioner at this point, and I'll let you know what the deal is. And I said, well, listen, man, here's the deal with this loss. I'm pretty sure we're eliminated from the playoff contention. I said, if we are, like the tournament rules say, I can't even be at the game tomorrow but we're going home tomorrow. So when we leave to come to whatever game we're playing, we're checking out of our hotel and I have nowhere to go. So like, do I have to sit up here in the truck and watch from a distance? Like, cause it says you're not even allowed to be on grounds. Guy goes, don't worry about it. Bare minimum. You'll be able to be at the game. I said, okay, show up the next morning to our consolation game and the field mar- at the same field. And the marshal walks up to me and says, you're not going to believe this. Not only are you allowed to coach today, but the umpire who threw you out was told that he is under no uncertain circumstances to show up anywhere near this field or a game that your team is playing in and is currently not allowed to umpire in Connecticut at the time pending review for the following year. So I found a way to not only get ejected from a game, but got an umpire basically disbarred at the time. So that is my favorite ejection story because between the animation on the field, which I know via audio podcast is tough to get across to you guys. Um, but between that, the, the final line of, I'm glad, you know, you suck. And the fact that the guy who threw me out ended up basically being put under review for the, his actions that day was just an all around fantastic story. And, uh, for those of you, those naysayers out there who don't believe that I can give you a list of every player, almost every player on that team that I can recall that will cooperate this story to 100% truth. Um, so I hope that me sharing this kind of opens up some conversation on, uh, on Twitter about different funny stories. I, I want to hear some of the good ones that our local umpires have had because I know that there are some coaches in this area that are capable of some doozies and those stories would all be fun to hear just across the board on a on a fun level. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that nobody takes any of this as a way to find a reason to hold things against people or to hold a grudge of any kind, because that's not what this is about. You know, we all share fun coaching stories over, over the years, and we've all seen, seen and heard some crazy and insane things, and getting those stories out there is just a good time in my world. So um, I hope other people join in on that, and I hope... You guys have at least somewhat enjoyed my story. Um, that being said, if anybody wants to join me as a guest on the podcast to talk about anything, um, whether it's your first time, if you've already been, I know quite a few guys have expressed interest in coming back on. Um, you know, and I know weirdly we all have a lot of time on our hands these days. So anybody who wants to come on for the first time, for the second time, whatever it may be, you know, get at me, let's talk, let's get some topics rolling and have a little bit more direction going other than me just telling a story to myself. So uh, like I said, I hope you guys enjoy this. There was something in there that I wanted to say that I've now forgot because 
I tell long stories. And yeah, so uh, I hope everyone's staying safe, staying healthy, and is doing okay. If anybody needs anything for any reason, um, get a hold of me. Also, I know uh, because Dreams Park has canceled, which I touched on earlier, uh, I know Tom Prince and a couple other guys are looking for a way to make it up for the 12 of you kids that are going to be missing out on this. And they are looking to do so with something local, but a similar environment, like an overnight stay, kind of a camp out type deal with games all day, some night games and pin trading and stuff where the kids get to not only hang out and co-mingle with each other, but just in a baseball exclusive atmosphere. So keep a lookout for stuff like that. Um, you know, and I know if you, if you guys are looking for sports content, check out, obviously, me here with Tip of the Cap. I'll be putting more stuff out with the Hats, Tats, and Stats guys. Uh, Melissa with Icing the Fed has been going a little stir-crazy, I know, and she's looking to talk to people to be a guest host. I will probably reach out to see if she wants to come on and talk about anything, really on a future podcast with me. Uh, Tom Prince is gonna, is doing stuff where he's going to be interviewing coaches about the season that we're currently on hold with. Um, he had a couple guys on last night, I believe it was, going on Facebook Live. And look out for different media possibilities coming from me. I'm uh, working on building a website to host not only this, but the other podcast as well, and to open up the world for not only me to do some blogging and writing, but other people who want to contribute as well, because oh, I'm just one person and I can only do so much and I want to do more. And I also want to open it up for anybody else who would like to use this as a way to stay busy for the time being. And who knows, possibly help me grow this thing in the future. So if uh, anybody knows anyone who's looking to do that, or anybody, like I said, wants to join me as a guest, feel free to let me know, check out Tip of the cap, hats, tats, and stats, icing the Fed, Western York Athletics to get a local sports fix. Hopefully we are out between the lines again sooner rather than later. I hope everyone, like I said, is staying happy and healthy. And make sure you guys are at home and taking care of yourselves. Um, and if you're looking for something to do or ways to keep yourself busy, check out Stinger Sports. Stinger, stingerwoodbats.com again the official sponsor of the tip of the cap and thanks for tuning in guys i hope you guys enjoyed it i'll catch you later <laughs>